Dear Heavenly Father, I now want to uh, relinquish control back to you and to the Spirit of God and to the ministry of Jesus, our High Priest King, our Lord, Savior, the Anointed One, that you would take hold of your people and bring forth the thing you have, are bringing forth that you've ordained to happen, that is happening. That you would allow us to step into the encounter as your living body on the earth to host you, to follow you, to receive you, and to, and to rejoice in what you're doing. We praise you, and we thank you, and we love you for everything in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, now, three years ago, maybe three and a half years ago, right as the pandemic was for sure upon the church in every way, so from that point on, Second Chronicles 5.17 became my, uh, Second Chronicles, excuse me, 7.14 uh, became my focus, which was if my people who call by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and I'll hear from heaven and I will for, forgive their sins and heal their land. And that placed me in a posture of continuing coming before the Lord that way. Uh, then in the last three months, it became apparent that I was coming closer to an, uh, an encounter with Jesus. Uh, what I mean by that is that a good friend of mine once said, don't seek an explanation of what you just went through. Seek a new experience with God. Because the new experience will swallow up the last experience, last experience that you want explanation over and catapults you to the future. Uh, and that's all through the Bible. Every, everybody who wrote in the Bible writes from an encounter they have with God, Holy Spirit, as holy men are moved by the Holy Spirit. So I began really seeking the Lord just so I stopped doing uh, anything that was extra other than things that we normally would do to continue our heart of worship, to continue our services, but I began to uh, seek the Lord. And I know in experience that when I go to seek the Lord, He will come find me. But He, he looks for me to seek Him for Him to find me. Does that make sense? I seek Him, then He shows up. And that posture of the pursuing is important because it prepares the heart. A lot of times, the heart has to be ready to receive the, the, what God's doing. So as we were coming close to the fast or the feast, I was excited thinking, oh, this is always transitional for my life. Every year, my life changes during the feast. Fall is the beginning of the, of the real, you know, many ways the year that we'll all, you know, step into from whether it's school or new work, or new focus. And so about three weeks ago, I heard the Lord, I saw a, a little picture in my spirit while I was praying as seeking the Lord, acknowledging my need, wanting him to sh come in a real way that would affect me for what he could, so he could have his way. And I saw him sitting, at, on a, I've seen him, met him here before in, in the spirit. You understand that in Colossians it says, if we have been risen with Christ, we're to seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, set our mind there. There, there is uh, very much 
those who are born from above have access to, in, to the kingdom, to the, to the place of God. So visions are part of the whole New Covenant, New Testament church. When the Holy Spirit came, he came with visions, he came with dreams, he came with tongues, he came with prophecy, he came with just a, a language to express the invisible to us in this planet so we could lay hold of those things, be influenced by them and impacted. So I saw the Lord sitting on a, on a grassy hill, and he said to me, come and play. And I know what he, when he says that to me, it means come and get into my joy. Uh, because play means joy, laughter. And David, in bringing the ark into the city of Jerusalem, did that very thing. And it, it was very demonstrative, and it, in effect, it, it upset his wife, Michal, and, uh, but yet he made it clear that he was not going to be embarrassed about being uh, plain before the Lord. It said he played before the Lord. Uh, um, anyway, so, but when you see something, it's the, it's becomes for me the direction I'm leaning to. It's not, I immediately wanted to go, that, that sounds really wonderful, Lord. I really actually would love to have a great encounter with joy a fresh encounter with joy to release the pressures of life. But as many times it is, you see where you're leaning to, but you can't really, you can't initiate it, you can't create it, you can't produce it. It's just something where God's saying, over here, son, this away. So, which is where we get the principle of to ask and then to seek, and then finally you're knocking. And by the time you're knocking, you're at the close proximity of the door opening and the encounter happening. So I've been there feeling that. I've told a lot of people I knew that when I meet the Lord, I get undone. means I won't be able to function from where I have been, but I will now come into the new. And I, I had thought I'd come into a real fear of the Lord, which I have been living in. But... Uh, I knew we were in a moment, and I knew it was coming close. I was spending, uh, I told you Wednesday, I taught on the feast. It was effective. I felt it was clear. Then I went, and Monday, Thursday morning, the Lord gave me clarity to the feast, being seen in the living church, in the maturity of the end of ages and where we are. And so I was excited. I knew that the Trumpets started blowing on Friday night, and they went through Saturday evening. And we live right by the railroad station in Ventura. And so in the morning, I was awoken, awakened by the train's whistle. And I leaned over to Cammie, and I said, there's the trumpet sound again. There's that trumpet sound. And I love the sound of a, a train when it's either coming, especially when it leaves. It starts to release such a long and... Uh, wailing. So I got up, spent a, a, a good day with the Lord that f Saturday, and went to bed, sleeping well. And then about 2 in the morning, 2.30, I think it was, I woke up, went to the restroom, got back in bed, and then I found my mind just kind of occupied with lots of things, not really about anything, but everything. You know when that is? You can Maybe it's adrenaline, maybe it's just sorting things out, maybe it's, I don't know, but I was there 
Normally, when I'm in that condition, I um, med meditate on Scripture because Scripture is so powerful. It, first off, it gets me off of whatever I'm thinking that wants to get my mind going more and more into something and settles me into the peace, and Scriptures will invariably, before I get a chapter done, I've fallen back asleep. But it wasn't necessarily happening, so another thing I love to do with the Lord is to spend the time with Him. So I figure if I'm up, I might as well be with Him. I wasn't out of bed, but I was present with Him. And I began to appear with Him before the Father and began to just um, thank the Lord. And all of a sudden, He begins to release a song in me and a joy in me and a laughter. I'm not laughing out loud. See, the beautiful thing about the kingdom is no matter how old we get, we can do all that we've ever done when we were young in the spirit. You can dance in the spirit, meaning sitting on your chair. Don't ever let, please don't let your body tell you who you are. You're not who your body tells you are. That's a physical place you're living in, and it, sometimes it's doing well, sometimes not so well. But your spirit, man, is, is vibrantly alive. So when that happens, you can start to go places and be with God and encounter him. And I was, and I was, and I was, and I was, and I was. So before I finish that, let me just pause for a minute. If I can take you to um, Ephesians chapter 1. I want to talk about this, this tabernacle, this trumpet. The trumpet is the sound of the alarm. It's the awakening. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. It's not necessarily that this week, next week, he'll be here, but it is a maturing call. The first four feasts I don't want to recount, but the last of the four is Pentecost, when the church was born and the harvest began and the age of maturity started. The age of maturity is a path of sanctification. All of my life since I met Jesus, I've been being sanctified to enter into his glory. Sanctification is another word for being made holy. It's not external. It's not works of the flesh. It's not rigidity of the soul. It's not mean-spiritedness. It's just being given over to the Lord more and more, trusting him, relying upon him, accepting him. So in Ephesians chapter 1, if you'll take me to um, verse 7, he says something really important, which I believe is trumpets. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. <clears throat> now, I've said this before. I'm more and more convinced of it. All things in Christ happen at the same time, but they all often unveil over time. So all of a sudden, we're talking about this redemption in Jesus through his blood and that we're to abound in the grace, wisdom, and prudence. But look at verse uh, 5. It's so funny because verse 5 speaks of something that has already occurred. Having predestined us, to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to his good pleasure which he, of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. 
That is the new birth, to be born again, or better, or more correctly, to be born from above. That new birth in, through Christ brings adoption, sonship. We're no longer slaves. It opens our eyes to be able to see the kingdom. It begins a conversation that we can continue to grow in. It makes us accepted in the beloved. And I'm telling you, that has to happen for anyone to enter into the kingdom. If the new birth does not take place, we can grow up in church. We can be a cultural Christian. We can understand all the ins and outs of churchianity. But we are not born from above. You say, well, how do I know if I'm born from above? Well, you do then. I mean, I can tell you how, and we will make sure everybody is. You confess with your mouth, Jesus, Lord, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. Because God put on his son my sin, then he put on his son my re- his uh, judgment, then he put on my condemnation, and then he put on the curse, and he extinguished it all, and then he called his son out of the abyss, And in so doing, I now have been called out of the abyss. And I have now been raised from the dead. And now I get to be seated with Christ. So a phenomenon, all found in Ephesians 2. So when he does this beautiful work of regeneration, of rebirth, of being born from above, you'll know it. Now, you can go back to the day you had it and remember that, the day I was saved. But you can also go back to the journey of it. And there are places where people are born again and then they never grow. And we call, the Bible calls them carnal Christians or natural men. They are soulish and they are fleshly. They don't have not yet walked out of those dominions and and not learning to be led by the Spirit. The Bible calls them non-speaking babies. Because without a language, you really are limited to express yourself or be heard or have growth grow up. Uh, we were just chuckling over uh, Cora because her mom got to be here instead of working at the hospital today. And all of a sudden, she had an attitude. She usually doesn't. She's usually so, you know, just willing for all of us to hold and enjoy us. But now she's fussing and wanting to talk at us. And because she's growing up. She's learning to talk. It's a beautiful part. That's who we are supposed to be. And that's the beautiful thing. But here's the deal. Go with me to 1 uh, Corinthians 30, 130 and 31. I'll teach you something that you'll love. And we can appreciate. And we can expect. Because we're in the call for redemption. Redemption is a powerful statement. It only happens to sons. It's, a, it's the idea of a son gets in trouble, the son gets displaced, the son gets put out of their place, but then a kinsman redeemer, the one whose closest relative goes and redeems them. Our kinsman redeemer is Jesus. Not only is he our savior, he's our redeemer. So this says, but of him, our father, you, me, we are in Christ Jesus by his work. Who became for us, Jesus became for us, wisdom from God. The wisdom from God is that this is the only means to salvation through my son. This is the only means to be delivered, only means of healing, only means of, I mean, uh, let me put it, let me rephrase it. This is salvation is through my son. 
This is my wisdom. I provided it, not with the law, not with the work of man's hands. It comes through my son. And he's your righteousness. Jesus is our righteousness. When we, that's when we can know, I'm accepted in the beloved. I may not act all that acceptable, but I'm accepted in the beloved. And our sanctification, that's our journey of lifetime. That's where the Feast of Unleavened Bread is a lifetime of partaking of coming out of the old leaven and the leaven of malice and hate and into the un unleaven of sincerity and truth. And when he's, we're growing in sanctification. And he's our redemption. He is our redemption. So when I'm listening to the Lord and pondering and the trumpets are blowing, I hear the Lord and he begins to call me out of, you see, the calling out of where you've been to where he is is always something to do of a new season. In the Jewish community, the trumpet's blown, and now there's 10 days to sort things out and get, them, get our hearts as best we can before atonement. We are going to see something really powerfully wonderful happen for us in atonement. It already has been accomplished in Jesus Christ, but there's, a, again, a celebration, and we'll talk about that next week. So in a moment, we're going to uh, go to Isaiah 35. That's where I'm going to close them right now. So let me go back to my experience this morning. <clears throat> so I'm with the Lord, and the joy of the Lord's coming, and I'm feeling his song and laughter and celebration. And I, um, he gave me a song that I'm singing. At the, and, uh, you know, it's just a little ditty. It's like a little, like a jingle. I praise you for you are good. You are good. You are good. I praise you for you are good. Your mercy endures forever. I praise you. I praise you for you are good. You are good. I praise you for you are good. Your mercy endures forever. And I'm in the song. You know, Cammie's next to me sleeping. So I'm not out loud. I'm in the spirit. I'm in that practice. You see, right now is going to give a whole bunch of you new things to do when you have insomnia. Yeah. Spend it with the Lord. Step into the spirit. Use the imagination. Encounter. Because he'll kick in. So anyway, I'm doing this and it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. In fact, I'm getting, I'm thinking I got to get up and go pray. It's almost time for my normal time to get up and go pray. And I'm, because I'm starting to kind of, you know, keep time with my foot. <laughs> because it's getting stronger and stronger. This sense of joy, this sense of celebration, this sense of, of, of liberty, this sense of, of, of freedom, the merry heart, the, the, oh, it's just getting so big, so big, so big. And right before I get out of bed, I look up. And again, these are all subjective visions, things that are happening. But if, if, they validate the scripture and they are the, empowered by the spirit and they're leading me to Jesus, I always say, go with them. Go with that impression because that's how God loves to lead us. Anyway, I see this figure. It's like the Lord. And he, 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 it's like he writes something down on a piece of paper, crumbles it up and throws it down to me. I'm down, he's up. And I thought, well, that's an ingenious way to get a piece of communication. So I, I pick it up, and I unpack it, I unwrap it, 
and route, you know, take and clump it, look at it, and he says, don't stop. Now I knew where I was going with this, where he was going with this. And we'll go to Isaiah 35. This is just beginning. Um, this happened a number of times in my life. And when they do, it's, it's something to which I have learned to try to follow the Lord. Usually I wouldn't even talk about this, but today it was about to be talked about because it was initiation for as many are going to have this opportunity to step into joy. Ah, it's so good. So Isaiah 35. Well, I have to tell you some more of the revelation. First off, the Lord's saying, I'm, I'm so excited about my body having been drawing closer to me. And I am so ready. You're going to, he, and he pointed out, he said, this is what you, I want you to watch for, Steve. I want you to watch for it. This is, what, this, this is the sign you want to see. You see this sign, don't worry about anything else. And don't worry about anything else, look for this. My people returning to me. My people are going to return to me. They're going to return to me. They're going to begin to let go of all that is distracting them, distressing them, tormenting them, afflicting them, keeping them. And they're going to return to me. And, and that will be the sign of what I am accomplishing on the earth today in the midst of what's going on all around the world today. This is what I'm after. This one thing. And, and you are a part of it. You are now a part of it. Because I'm going to bring my people back in such joy, in such festivity, in such freedom, in such blessing, in such dance and song, in such of the move of my spirit and the water of my ways, that I will then sweep others who are lost, tired, broken, wounded, distressed, and displaced in with this group. But it will be the redeemed of the Lord that are returning. The ransomed of the Lord. The ones that have given themselves to me and over a season of affliction have been displaced from the essence of enjoyment of me. Distressing, sorrow, science, problems. And now I'm about to just bring my people back to me in a greater joy than I, look, I brought them to me in the first place. So Isaiah 35 is a picture for us and I want to release it over us because that is the prophetic word. And if you'll listen, the wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them. And the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. The people of God, when beginning to become activated back into the relationship of fellowship, of pursuit and joy and celebration, getting on the highway of holiness, all that we're about to read, it creates a life-changing event. It turns what was a scorched desert into rejoicing and a blossoming as a rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing. And the glory of Lebanon will be given to it. it it's like if you were, wherever scorched earth is present, all of a sudden life begins to come forth. The excellence of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. Now, I'm, I'm in this, and I'm not stopping. He said, don't stop, so I'm not stopping. So after today, after we say goodbye, I'm going on. Because the, the laughter got so strong 
And again, I've learned to laugh without noise, like. (laughs) 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 Laughter is so healing, so helpful. Don't ever. But there's times, there's times to weep, and there's times to mourn, and there's times to to really feel the, the weight of something. But joy comes in the morning. And the joy of the Lord is the strength of the church. And so something wonderful is coming for us all right now. So this, all of them are going to see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Oh, there's just... Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, don't be afraid. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Beloved, he is. He is. Yeah, some, he is. He's coming to save. He's coming to be seen in his salvation. Yeshua, yes, salvation. Then the eyes. So this is a progressive vision. Isaiah has it. Very important. It's been our inheritance over this church for at least 25 years. And I've never felt it so strong as I did this morning and see it in the future of the next few years. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. What suffering and trouble and struggle and conflict and warfare and uh, disappointment all leave us is in these conditions that God comes to undo. Blindness, opened eyes. I see again. You see it. I see. Uh, then the ears of the deaf are unstopped. I'm hearing. I'm hearing. I'm, I'm hearing him. And the lame shall leap like a deer. Leap like a deer. Just think of that. Someone never walking no longer able to move or commit to movement all of a sudden leaping like a deer. Again, stay with me because you can do this in the spirit. Imagine every one of these in movements and say, I'm in. I'll take that. And the tongue of the dumb will sing, not just talk. This is, this is supernatural resurgence of a saved body, people, into a glorified state that God has ordained them. This is redemption in action. The parched ground, and watch this, shall become a pool. And the thirsty land, springs of water. So we're talking about desert land. All of a sudden it's bubbling up with water. <laughs> We've been talking about this. There's deep wells in us. There's miracles in us. There's, there's healings in us. There's, there's prophetic promise. And it's all going to start bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up. Because you, with joy you draw water from the well of salvation. With joy. Joy. So he says the habitation of jackals, or the old King James calls them dragons, where each lay, there'll be grass with reeds and rushes. There'll be springs of water. Rivers are flowing. It's just, it's just all of a sudden the landscape from the desolation, the wilderness, is all of a sudden just changing before the prophet's eyes, and he's being told to tell everyone, this is what's coming. A highway shall be there. A road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. Who do you know? Who do you think who is the highway of holiness? Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You come to the Father through me. All of a sudden, access is available. And he says, This is so cool. The unclean will not pass over it. 
there'll no longer be this mixture, this impurity that's just, no, 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 this, this, this next move, this, this, this pressing, uh, they, they won't, the, the unclean won't pass over it, but it shall be for others who are on the world, those who are in wayfaring, those, the pilgrims. How many are pilgrims? I, I mean, not a pilgrim like you went on the Plymouth, but you're on a journey. You're seeking a city whose builder and maker is God. They, it's going to be for them, and they're going to walk the road, and although they're a fool, which almost, you know, make, prone to make mistakes, they will not go astray. So picture this. You're going from a desert, desolate place, death, nothing, now flowers, now blooming. Now you're beginning to hear uh, uh, the, 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 the sound of the encouraging word. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. There's coming, there's coming a God who's coming with recompense. He's going to have vengeance. He's going to deal with the adversary. He's going to release. And he's going to bring in water, a bursting. Eyes are opening. Ears are opening. Tongues are opening. Feet are moving. And then he goes on and he says, now I'm going to have a highway. Everybody's on it, but only my redeemed. Only all who are on it will not go astray. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast get up on it. But it shall be not found there. But the redeemed will walk on it. See, that's why we have to be saved to be redeemed. We've got to be born again to be redeemed. And many of us in being born again have gone through so many times of trials, then we are really ready for being redeemed. And ready for the, for the Lord to come and say, let me take you out of here. Let me bring you from where you are to where I am. Let me do a new work in you. Let me release my joy. Let me get back in the midst of you. And it ends by saying, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return. I could stay on that one word, return, for a long time. It's the essence of the entire message of God to his people from Israel to the church. Return. But you're going to return. And come to Zion with singing. Singing and everlasting joy shall be on their heads. There's the, the words of joy and singing and gladness. And there, it's just, it, it, it gives imagery of twirling around, jump like a top violently around and blithesome, which is a disregard to the problems around joy. It's like laughing in the face of evil because you're not afraid of the evil because somehow you're inside of something so much greater. But there's no reason to feel that way, but you're just kind of disrespectfully joyful. <laughs> and it's time for us to be able to be disrespectfully joyful to the evil on the earth. It has no place in the body of the living Christ. And if we return to him... We come with joy. We come with singing. And the everlasting joy is on their heads. It's just now we've come to this. They shall obtain. That means we've arrived. We, we come to that destination. We, we, we overtake. And we're in the midst of joy and gladness. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. Sorrow, grief, loss effects of pain of all of that sighing is the groaning and the moaning all of it <laughs> just like that and how's this happening according to the power that works within you 
and me. It's all available once we are given that permission. I saw a river begin to flow through the, the congregation to the, the sanctuary. Went, went from that side all the way out the east door. I, I saw the river that we've seen many times start to just flow, and everybody in the river began to come alive. I saw the, I saw the rivers coming up alive. I saw the fountains, those bursting up, those, those, those deep. And all of a sudden, the water's now again drawing out because there's joy. So I'm in this vision, and the Lord's uh, encountering me. I, saw, I shared the first part of it. The song kept growing. I praise you. For you are good, for you are good, for you are good. I praise you, for you are good. Your mercy endures forever. Then I had this little refrain. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The peace of God, my defense. The love of God is my hope. And I live in the faith of Jesus. I praise you, I praise you. And then I started singing. I, you heal me, you heal me. For you are good, for you are good. You heal me, you heal me. For you are good, you are good. You save me, you save me, for you are good, for you are good. You save me, you save me. You see, I didn't think Isaiah 35 when I was in, going with the Lord in the vision while I was on my bed. But once I got to Isaiah 35, I realized, yeah, that's how we return, with singing, with joy, with gladness, with laughter. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who laugh. Our mouth was filled with laughter. Our tongue was singing. We were those who were joy. We like those who were dreaming. I praise you. I praise you. For you are good. For you are good. You save me. You heal me. You deliver me. You redeem me. For your mercy endures forever. I didn't know again. I'm singing this little diddle, but that's God's favorite chorus. I don't think I'd done it as good as David did it, but it's the one that always brings the attention of Papa. When, God's, when we begin to sing, you are good, you are good, your mercy endures forever, you are good, you are good, your mercy endures forever, he just says, yeah, I am, and I will, and watch me do it now. And so the song kept growing, and is growing, and then the laughter would come. And again, I'm giving my testimony because I do believe the Lord wants to grant permission for anybody who's been tired and holding your place as long as you know how, and are in a seeking posture, looking to find the Lord in this next hour. The trumpets got our attention. We're going, Lord, I want to come into redemption. I don't want to end here. I know this isn't the end of where I'm supposed to be. I want to come into what you prepared. I want in, and I want in, and I'm in. And again, if you come up, guys, on just for help me out. Uh, when... Redemption comes. I know a lot of things. It's never like I thought it would be, and it's never the way I thought it would come. But when it comes, I know it's the deal. It's the real thing. And that healing, because you are good, and that save salvation, because you are good, that freedom, because you are good. You free me, you free me, for you are good, you are good. The song just kept growing and continues to hold a place that I can fellowship with the Lord. Now, you may not remember these, the jittle and diddle, it doesn't matter. What matters is the ransomed of the Lord are returning. Yes. Amen. The ransomed of the Lord are returning. 
and your sorrow and sighing is going to flee away. And you'll obtain joy and gladness. And because God is intent, intentionally made this a time to begin the redemption of his church, which will lead to the fullness of his atonement, the oneness of his church, which will lead to the glory of the inheritance he has in his church. And all of a sudden, what was impossible to man will be happening before our eyes. A one body in love with the head in one another, growing up in him in all ways. And the Lord's saying, I'm about to take down all of you, the adversaries that tell you you have no right to sing, you have no right to pray, you have no right to praise. The Lord would say, who told you you can't sing? You are able to sing. You are able to praise. You are able to rejoice. I am your joy. So if you'll stand up, I just want to release this. Like again, I'm going home with something I'm looking forward to. And I believe within this next few weeks especially, look for joy to come. It says, weeping may endure in the evening, but joy comes in the morning. You may have been through a really hard time for a long time, but joy is coming. Peace is coming. His joy is our strength. His peace, our defense. His love is our hope. And our life is in his faith. Hallelujah. Lord, Lord, we praise you. We praise you. For you are good. For you are good. We praise you. We praise you. For you are good. I'm going to bless you. Uh, this is coming for everybody. Not just somebody, everybody. But I also understand that transition is one that takes a bit of God's coaching and processing. So don't, don't, you don't have to feel it to get it. You just have to be willing. Is the Lord good? Yeah. Yes, he's good. Does he save? Yes, he saves. Does he heal? Yes. We may not be healed, but he heals. 
We may not yet feel saved, but he saves. So we just give him room to reveal himself. So I would declare. Okay. I would declare to wherever the wilderness is. I don't know if I need you to say it or I let, that's a good thought. That's a great thought. Whenever you say something, you believe it more than if I say it. So why don't we say a declaration of Isaiah 35? All right? Together. I declare that the wilderness and the wasteland of my life, our life, and this world's life will be glad and rejoice and blossom as the rose. I say to those who are fearful hearted, to my fearful heart, be strong. Do not fear. Behold, God is coming with his vengeance and his recompense, and he will save you. He will save me. Then the eyes of the blind will open. The ears of the deaf will be unstopped. The lame will leap like a deer. <laughs> and the tongue of the dumb will sing. literally means to croak like a goose so everybody can sing in this house <laughs> waters will burst forth springs will break open rivers will begin to flow and the mar and the desert land where the dragons realm will be turned into reeds and rushes for a highway of holiness is being established is established in the Lord the unclean are not allowed the unclean are not allowed does that mean they can't follow us nor are the lions, nor the ravenous beasts. They won't come up here. They will not ascend. Only the redeemed of the Lord. Only the redeemed. Only the redeemed. Only the redeemed. Lastly, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return that's me that's we we believe God raised Jesus 
from the dead. We confess Jesus as our Lord. We are adopted. We are sons. We are accepted in the beloved. Now we are redeemed. Now we're the ransom. We're returning with joy and gladness upon our head. Songs and singing in our lips. Everlasting joy upon our heads. And sorrow, sighing, flee away, flee away, flee away, flee away. Oh, yes. Now, if you guys will blow your trumpets, blow your shofar one more time, nice and loud, and we'll let you go. You've done your part. All right. Raise your voice. Lord, we receive in this hour our deliverance, our salvation, our forgiveness. One more time, really loud. great pleasure to say go out with joy <laughs> go out with joy be led forth in peace the mountains the hills break forth with singing the trees of the field clap their hands in jesus name amen amen god bless see you wednesday